I'm Malia White, real-life bosun and cast member on Bravo's Below Deck Med. Working in my industry can be very interesting. These are my stories. As you'll find out, my world is a total ship show. Alrighty, welcome back to Total Ship Show. I'm Malia White. I'm Amanda Logan. And today we have a very special guest, uh, Dave from Below Deck. Well, we all know him from Below Deck, but yeah, that's not why we have you on, Dave. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Dave, why don't you quickly catch us up of where you're at in the world right now? Uh, what's up? Thanks for having me, starters. Uh, I'm basically in my mum and dad's house where I grew up in a small town called Burgess Hill. I just came back to, uh, to London to get my O1 visa, which was approved. And then there was a nightmare of it kind of got refused. And now 20 minutes ago, it just got reapproved. Yeah, um, so 20 I, minutes so, yeah, ago. Was, literally 20 minutes ago. So I've been so stressed. My poor mum and dad, I've just been like a right grouch. Just to go to the gym every day, just like, uh, but now... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but now, honestly, I was so I was so pumped because I've had to change my flight so many times. I was just I just wasn't sure what was going to happen. But Wait, so, so when... the the O one is for working. How's the B one B two is for the boats, right? But O one's for working. Yeah, so, in the states. Okay. Yeah, so B one B two basically you can work in America, but only underwater. Okay. And then an O one means that you don't need like someone to sponsor you. So the O one, you can just work for yourself anywhere in America. Okay. So you can just do full freelance. Freelance. So I could do like pop ups in different restaurants. I can put on my own events. Um, and basically do anything I want. Which is awesome. Nice. Is that your plan? Are you going to be working in a restaurant or doing pop ups, or are you going to be? Yeah. So the plan eventually is to open my own restaurant in Florida towards like Jupiter way that's my my plan yeah um but I've got lots of pop-ups um for like LA um Boston and New York lined lined up awesome so very That'll cool be really fun come yeah. to Denver do one in Denver or ask yeah. I'd love to keen love Denver yeah I have some friends who have restaurants so seriously oh yeah yeah for sure yeah I'd Amanda love Amanda's a huge foodie which is Partly why we've always wanted to have a chef on below, below deck, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, on Total Ship Show. Uh, and yeah, I obviously I'm still working in the industry and I think that your position has got to be one of the hardest on board. Um, and yeah, we just kind of wanted to pick your brain and explain to viewers exactly what it's like to be a super yacht chef. Not necessarily one that has cameras following him, but one that works in the industry knows what it's like and kind of explain it yeah no but you know what being being on a chef in a yacht is definitely hard i think i think being on a 50 meter is probably the hardest vessel because if you go look five more meters then all of a sudden you get sous chef right yeah um, so being on a 50 sometimes you still have up to 12 crew but normally it's between nine and ten um so you got to obviously cook for the crew and then obviously you've got the same amount of guests so so 50 meter is like that's like the the king of power hardness, I guess. If you can do if you can do yeah. that, then you can then you can work on on any other side. Yeah, in, in my in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean it's super hard. But luckily, if you've got a good crew, normally the other crew always come in and they always help happily help out. Normally, the engineers will just be hanging out in the galley, helping you peel potatoes and helping you do some dishes every now and then. Um, yeah, they have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> 
Yeah. Honestly, the last one I just did actually, they didn't. There was like a leak in the roof, and there was a in the roof. Sorry, in the deckheads, um, <laughs> and uh, it was a nightmare. They, they were busy, um, but uh, but yes, yeah, no, it's, it's a bind. And I, I I do love it. I still I do find it hard being generally like being on on a yacht. Like I I, I miss like sunrises, the sunsets. I don't yeah. do it as much anymore. Um, but it is it's so hard not having your own cabin. I think that's just the hardest thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so curious too, Dave. Like, how did you get into this? Like we were just talking about how you used to be a pro skier and now you're a chef and that's like quite a big yeah, there difference. Is, there, there, it is, uh, there it is, the medal. <laughs> the medal. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I literally I left the UK um when I was eighteen, moved to France. But I did three years um in college, did my MVQ one, two or three. Level three is pastry, and then I'd do five days a week split shifts in a in a rosette restaurant. So it was like eighteen hours a day, and then one day a week in college. Did that for three years. Um, it was hard graph, hard lines, in and out of trouble all the time as well. So it was a it's a and pretty gnarly upbringing. Um, and I got an opportunity to leave, so I left. Like I just said, when I was eighteen, went to the French Alps and worked in a hotel where I'd do split shifts and I'd ski in the in the afternoon. Um, and I'd never skied before. Um, so I just did it every day and I loved it, fell in love with it. And then, yeah, I got to a pretty good level. And Wait, you'd never Champions. skied until you were 18 and then you became a professional skier? I'd never, I never, I turned, I turned pro in 214. Um, That's insane. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Who are I, you? I, 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 it's a, it's the truth, I promise. So you're an athlete um, then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely was anyway. Um, but then I got hit with so many injuries, multiple injuries. I've had so many Hurt. surgeries, two fake <laughs> knees, broken back. Uh, all from skiing. But, yeah, all from uh, broken backs for skydiving. My parachute didn't open. Um, Don't tell me that. I'm what? about to go skydiving next week. Don't <sighs> tell me that. Wait, I want to hear the story though. No, where, Dave. Where, where, are you going to go skydiving in Gap? Where uh, are you going to go? Is that the place you're shooting open? Because I can cancel it. No, no, it was in, <laughs> it's in, it was in Florida. Was okay. In Florida. Oh, that's, that's Well, that crazy. checks out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where, where are you going to go, Malia? Um, we are going, it's not far from here. It's like an hour from La Ciota. And you can do the 15,000 free fall. It must be Gap. Sure. Like close to Lazor. I think you- yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's all gaps insane, and it's been so ups. It's been snowing so much at three thousand meters, so the backdrop will be sick. Okay, oh, it's gonna be just... so good. I'm so jealous. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm very excited, but I haven't been skydiving. The last time I went skydiving was in Colorado, so I haven't been in a while. So I am a little nervous. But it's just they got small planes too, so it'll be pretty okay. stuffy in it. That's Malia's real fears. I hate flying. She's she's less afraid of jumping out of the plane than she is getting in it when it goes up. (laughs) I'm a huge adrenaline junkie. I hate flying. Mostly because I just don't trust commercial pilots. Fair (laughs) enough. But maybe you could fly it yourself and then just switch out, jump out. If I could, I would. I think it's it's a control thing, (laughs) obviously. Yeah, for sure. You'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. They're like probably some of the best pilots in the world in that part of the air, sure. Yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, will, you will be. Okay, I won't so, finish um, the story. I won't I finish really, the story. 
I want to hear the end of the story. Well, I mean, I kind of got the gist of it. You jumped out of the plane, your chute didn't open, you broke your back. <sighs> so I got like, I got over 300 jumps and I got this amazing black canopy. I love black, right? I love black and white. Same. Don't have much color oh, to okay. Me. <laughs> you two, you two are the same. <laughs> so, and I honestly, I jumped out, everything was fine. And then I pulled my chute and I had a malfunction. I tried to correct it, couldn't correct it. I kept trying and trying and trying because I didn't want to lose this black parachute. I got really low. I was like, fuck. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to have to swear. And yeah. then, um, and then uh, I, so I had to cut away. I cut away at like <laughs> 700 feet. So by the time I cut away, pulled my reserve, I was uh, like 500 feet on the canopy. And I was just over a sea of trees. So it was either that or a swamp. I'm in Florida. I didn't go into the swamp. There's fucking alligators everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and snakes. Uh, and, yeah. And, and swamp and people. The, and swamp people. Exactly. Uh, so I lit, and it's not what you see on TV. I didn't like hang up in the tree. I kind of, I, I wasn't going super fast. Um, I hit the turn my body sideways, hit the tree sideways, smashed my helmet to pieces. Um, woke up in the hospital, but it was, I, I struggled with my bad back for ages. And, um, I had surgery after my first trip to Mount Everest. They put a spring oh, yeah. in my back. And ever since then, I've kind of had lots of problems. And I had this surgery in, uh, in Miami hospital. And um, it was incredible. I'm like, I've never had no back pain since. I got two gnarly scars, which are pretty sick. And uh, they fused my lower spine. And uh, honestly, I haven't had no sciatica, no back pain since. Oh, my gosh. Who's this doctor? Really, I should really probably cool. go to them for my sciatica. <laughs> or maybe you oh, need you to should, jump just, out of a plane without wait, a working parachute. Of plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's there in Mount Sinai. And it did it. They, they, they were like literally doing talking to each other and we i was in this room with them like we're gonna do this we really want to do this so like super excited about it i was like fuck have you done this before um but uh honestly it was incredible nice so, yeah. wow okay well Positive that experience. makes me super excited to go skydiving yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i'm interested in the chef stuff but i'm more interested in talking to you about all this other crazy shit you've done <laughs> yeah you everest you've climbed everest right climbed everest did the north side yeah Northside. I was meant to go back this year with uh, Nims from 14 Peaks, and we were going to do the highest ever dinner party, uh, 8,000 meters. But it fell through last minute, so it's back on the cards for, for next year, due to funding, unfortunately. Yeah, um, okay. So fingers crossed for next year. Yeah, nice. So, That's epic. Yeah. Okay, let's ask you a yeah. chef question. Okay. So um, I think just kind of important to start off with maybe just what your daily schedule looks like because I know what it's like for our chef and just kind of explain to people what the chef this is a funny question to ask but what the chef does because people just assume you just cook for the guests or you know kind of explain okay so like if I was on charter or yeah I think charter or like yeah and then I'll we'll kind of ask you like what provisioning is like and all that kind of good stuff okay uh, so yeah, if I was on charter, first thing I'd do would wake up at four in the morning and then I'd start getting my bread together. Um, always trying to make a sourdough and a whole meal and then a white, or uh, like a cheer batter. Every so day. So I get all the bread good every day on charter. Wow. Yeah, I refuse to buy frozen bread. Um, so it makes such a huge difference, you know, to, even when I go to a restaurant, I, when you get given a hot bread, it makes such a difference. Yeah. Like, it's, it, so, to some people, it might not sound... Oh, it doesn't matter, but it really does. You know, you put your butter on there and it melts. 
and it you matters can just tell to me. it's super fresh it really it makes a huge difference yeah like so that's first thing cut bread proving and the hardest thing about a boat is the the air con so the galley is always really cold it's always about i don't know American temperature but it's about 17 degrees right um <laughs> yeah. so i don't know what it is <laughs> um so that's the hardest thing so if you don't have the space or sometimes i've been proving red bread in, in my cabin in the, in the shower i've had to like it's, it's a bit of a, it, has, it is actually a bit of a nightmare a lot of galleys you have like big ovens where you have the space but some are as big as others so anyway start proving your bread start breaking your bread uh, and then the first thing is start doing breakfast prep uh for the guests you never know when they're going to wake up so that entails you can either make your pastries your pan of chocolates croissants pan of raisin um or you can buy that's one thing I do buy, to be honest, because of the timing. You can buy like, like pastries that are approved, so you get them out and improved and whatnot. Anyway, you get a grips of breakfast prep. There's a big yeah. variety, lots of lots of stuff goes out, huge array, and then the, the guys wake up and they're going to order anything they want. So you're by yourself, 12 people chuck 12 orders at you at once, and they all want different things. Yeah. Um, and then while that's happening, sometimes you do crew breakfast, you don't always have to do it. So then you start writing your menu for lunch. Um, so you start prepping for crew lunch and then and guest lunch. Sometimes, depending on how busy I am, I tend to do like similar lunches for guests and crew, just so you double prep. Um, and then use high profile or high quality meat for, say for example, like a a Wagyu, if I was doing a Wagyu steak, and then I'd use like a USDA American cut for for the crew but crew food is also no it's still good it's still yeah. good quality no i know i, know, I no. mean it's not like it's not your japanese bread i'm trying yeah. to make it, uh, an example like a lot of boats you have yeah. to have budgets for the crew um but it's also really important i'm not one of those chefs in life oh here you go as a crew the frozen you get pizza. a hot dog malia <laughs> yeah we no, get, like, no. i really like honestly i feel like i feel like every time I've, I've been on a boat i always do look after the crew and i it's really really important sometimes more so than the guests you know crew morale is super important and yeah. i don't know i don't get chefs who power shit through crew because all they're going to do is talk shit about you anyway that's like, why true. would you want yeah. to do that to one of your fellow <laughs> crewmates and it creates such animosity in between the crew and it's so unnecessary Especially I agree for with the you. guys who are on deck and the engineers who are slaving away in the sun, you know, it's bullshit. Do your fucking job and do well, a good crew meal. And especially Honestly. like as a chef, like it doesn't take you any more energy to make something taste amazing. So why wouldn't you just make it amazing for them? Just, like I feel like some so chefs have this <laughs> arrogance and this persona yeah. just be a, oh, I can't say that word. You can. Yeah, you can. The C word. Um... No, I was um, going to say on being on deck, like on charter when like, you know, deck crew, if you send a few guys down for lunch, if they come back and they have negative things to say, it's like, you don't hear the end of it. It's like, fucking chef, nah. it's just pasta again. Like all there was was yeah. pasta and bread, like, or like, like vice versa. They'll be like, oh, there was just salad and like, I'm starving. No Doesn't meat. he know yeah. I'm working my ass yeah. off. I'm out here sweating all day. And it's like. <laughs> I, I totally i get it though like it's especially especially in south africa it's just me 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 right yeah um which, which is fine you know like i i totally get it but it's so easy for especially if you got no child guests on like it's your job that's why you get paid what you do you know you should be able to multitask and put out variety like yeah it's, it's your job do it um you know and that's this like if you can't do it then 
get fancy chef, I guess. Yeah. The good ones can do it, though. Like, I know our chef always tries to do, like, two different types of proteins, a salad, a bread, like, carb, something. It's always such a good variety. And sometimes, yeah, yeah on Charter, our sous chef is super, super busy and doesn't always make, you know, they put out things quickly because they have to, which is totally understandable. We all have bad days, but yeah, it just impacts the rest of the crew the most. No, which is, and it's important. We're a team and, and, and the morale is huge. So it's mm. huge. So long, so long days of people kind of lacking in sleep, it's important. You know, you've got, you got to stick together and call it the engine room. You know, you got to, it's, it's hard graph. got to yeah. kind of feed the crew well. Um, um, one thing that people see us do on below deck is the preference sheets, right? And we yeah. get this, we get asked this all the time, like, oh, well, but you had their preference sheet. In your experience in yachting, how often have you gotten an accurate or filled out preference sheet or like, tell us a funny thing or ex- kind of explain the preference sheet to people? The preference sheet is quite funny. The char, I, I'm going to talk the recently I just did. Uh, we had a incident where they're like, oh, it was more to do with the bar. Um, but no one ever fills it out properly. They, they're just no. like, oh, I eat anything. But when it comes to it, you know, they are quite demanding. Like the one recently, they wanted frozen pizzas so they could eat it at four in the morning. Apparently, that's what these guests wanted. So that's quite a funny one. Another one was um, apple pies from McDonald's. They wanted that <laughs> and nothing else. They did one like homemade, like nice apple pie, good pastry. Um, Ew. So I've said it, I just, honestly, so I, I'm, actually, I'm actually a bit of a fan of it. Split or not? Um, <laughs> only, only because it's consistent. The uh, apple pie, and though, and it's the apple is shocking. Um, but I just feel as it being an affordable, consistent kind of snack. I think you know it just stays the same. Consistently bad, but I, you know, it's it's just not what. Yeah, you, you know like, what you understand like what if saying? I was gonna get McDonald's delivered to my yacht, I would be like, I'll have chicken nuggets, not the apple yeah. pie. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But also McDonald's, like in in Europe, is so much better than McDonald's in America. Yeah, I like second the beef that. is so much better. Like everything is so much better. Like you eat there and you don't get sick here. You couldn't pay me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna totally butcher this, but they have the what is it? The croque-monsieur. Croque-monsieur, croque yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. They have, that was good. They have that here at the McDonald's. Have That's kind of cool. No, not yet. I I will try it though while I'm in France. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what I'm saying when you go in a restaurant you know you, I'm happy to pay a lot of money for a meal you kind of sometimes expect not to be like upset or disappointed so yeah. that's the kind of the point it's something that Anthony Bourdain said once you know and um, he's kind of right he kind of made a valid point yeah yeah the how do you sheet, um, though I don't know yeah go ahead sheet, Amanda yeah. No, pre- preference sheet's a joke that's yeah, yeah that's yeah that's, well, and also, I think it's just so hard for people to be like at the top of their head, what do I love and what do I hate? You know, it's like, I'm sure there's things that I don't like, but I don't think like, I don't like pickled okra, but I wouldn't like think about that, you know, when I'm filling out a sheet, but you never know yeah. what they're going to make you. But um, I'm curious about, yeah, like, how do you order your provisions and, and what is that process like? Like, how do you budget that? That seems stressful for me. So if you, a lot of the time... Um... You need, they all asked for like the last ones, they wanted like a steak night and then some people were like to shellfish. So that's like kind of valid information that you need. Um, but there's always going to be, don't be shellfish, but that, no, there's a, there'll always be someone that still wants lobster, for example. So you still have to get it. Um, and there was, so 
you just got to, I guess you just got to use your, it depends on how much space you have as well. Like a lot of the bigger yards have a walk-in fridge or walk-in freezer. So you can really get in a lot of backup products. And then if you have a lot of stuff left over, you can kind of sell it to the owners or sell it to the crew guys. You can do a transfer budget list. But you also don't want to over-order because, again, it makes it harder for everyone else if you get lots of crew provisions on and stuff. So you do, you do need to you do need to think about it. Um, but there's a lot of general things that you just have to get it. You've got to make sure you have it on backup. Um, so what I, what I normally do is I'll write a, a seven-day menu plan and I'll provision for that. And then, like I just said, even though they didn't want lobster, I still got in 12 fresh lobsters. I blanched them, I prepped them, I, I got off the shell, and then I backpacked them and froze them, um, just just in case, just to have backup. Yeah. And especially if you're going around places like Bahamas, you can't really get yeah. that good produce. It's shocking. You honestly, you cannot, you can't even get like good mai mai from a the supplier there for some wow. reason, unless you yeah. catch your own. Like it's so frustrating. So again, I'll, I'll get all my fish in from a reliable fishmonger in Florida, and then we can get it blast frozen. And yeah. that's just a backup, just in case. And if you do get fresh fish, then great. You just got to cover yourself because you don't want to be in there. Oh, you know, I'll get, I'll find some fresh fish at five in the morning. Yeah, you don't, you don't right. know that. You you need to really cover your cover your back. Again, it's a thinking of the other crew too. I don't want to send out Malia to go to a fishmonger for me in in the south of France just in case it was raining and she couldn't get me any fresh fish. Right, I can't. Yeah. Do, and I don't have time to do it. Yeah, so, and- so you just kind of. Gotta just be thoughtful. You just right. Be well, I guess. And forgive me if this is a stupid question, but do they teach you that in culinary school? Like, do they teach you how to plan and actually do the shopping? Like for people who run restaurants or work on a yacht. Yeah, good and question. If you, it's good. If you if you become a head chef in a restaurant in London or whatnot, you will have to locally source, and you will get supplies that will come round and give you different booklets and magazines of products. So you have to go to different markets and source your own produce it's different on yachting it is when i joined it's actually one thing i struggled struggled with you know going to america getting a huge car because all the cars are so big compared to uk and europe driving on the other side of the road it's just so different it is super overwhelming so there is lots of like yacht groups and chef whatsapp groups and stuff that are really helpful and kind of guide you in the right direction it is a big family yachting like you do it's it is a nice community and people are willing to yeah. help. So it is very different. It is very different to a restaurant provisioning. I mean, obviously, there's an easy way to do it. You can just call someone up and be like, I just have this. Can you bring it to the boat? Yeah. So there's, there's, there's ways around it. And that's fine if you're on a back-to-back charter and you've only got like an hour or 20, let's say, sorry, let's say 24 hours to turn the boat around. Then yeah. you would need, then you would need to get an agent then to provision for. Um, so yeah and it's it's very different so you do the more you stay in so if you go to the med side or you caribbean side if you have done a couple of seasons either side and got to know a couple of provisioners or a couple of markets it's really really helpful to uh learn the provision right yeah. now neither neither of our head chefs uh drive and it is one of the most frustrating things oh, <laughs> oh, <that's not> <laughs> yeah. so yeah one of you guys have to get them like take them to the market every time it's- Stewardess has to take them, yeah. 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 It's so frustrating. Um, okay, and so... And they both on board. And they both on board now as well. In well, the shipyard ro- period. They're rotational, yeah, so... Ah, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not, neither of the rotational chefs drive. 
neither one of the the head chefs know the sous chef's the only one that drives but obviously he has to stay back to prep like you know it's so funny it's it's actually it's actually a mission like every single time we're like carl go get provisions and he's like yeah i can't obviously i have to take katie with me and i'm like (laughs) <laughs> your your galley your galley is the best galley i've worked in. it is amazing <laughs> to be fair it's such yeah, that, a so that's another question like i've literally never stepped foot on a yacht before so as far as the galleys and and all of that like i mean are they all kind of similar or set up the same or is every galley drastically different they're so different honestly the one i was on below deck was the worst i've ever been in i can't believe my luck it looks I really saw, crammed. I, it was so small. I had no, I brought my own Thermomix and I brought my own CV machine. If I didn't bring that, I would have been screwed. Honestly, I had four hobs um, and, a, and I had one stand-up freezer, one stand-up fridge. And then there was just that tiny little center island. Yeah. And that was a 50 meter. It was so... We had to put everything in like the gangway, which pissed everyone off. Yeah. Um, but there was, just, uh, there was just nowhere to put anything. So it's a good it's a good question because some galleys are insane and a lot of them have walk-in freezers downstairs, walk-in fridges, walk-in freezers. Um, some of them have big open fridges in the galley because they've got lots of space. What people should do is let chefs design galleys, basically, yeah. because that's still not a thing and it should be It's uh, because it would make a huge difference. I remember also- when Tom, my ex, Tom, the... Yeah. Anyway, when he went on to, onto his new boat, the uh, galley had no windows. Wow. Oh, that's that's no awful. No windows. Yeah, and it uh, it was a brand new boat, new build, and he said the galley was awful. And obviously now in hindsight, I'm like, Haha, fuck you. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, like ours, you're right. Our galley is amazing. It has three big windows that the chefs can look out at, and lots of space. We've got tons of walk-in freezers nice two and, two big rationale ovens like it's yeah. it's so nice it's a dream to work yeah i can't even i mean i honestly can't even imagine cooking with other people in a small space like i like i do love to cook but i malia knows i'm yeah. like get the i fuck i sit in the, the living room and drink wine yeah like i'm i'm so people are always like let me help and i'm like i don't need help i just need you out of my way <laughs> that's all i need so i'm always like you know i i I just when I see like uh, kitchens and restaurants, I'm like, man, they just know how to maneuver, I guess. But Dave, to give you my level of cooking, uh, the other day I learned that you can put (laughs) you can put raw meat in a crock pot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know this was a thing. (laughs) I am. I had a like last night. I had pickles for dinner. Like (laughs) so bad. Dolmas and hummus. (laughs) Yeah. Do you um do you eat everything, Bella? Uh, I don't eat seafood. I don't, don't eat lamb. Seafood. Yeah, my chef's like I pretty much don't eat seafood. Although I will admit, I had scallops for the first time the other night, and I loved them. You also oh, that's had awesome. a, you also had a fish recently that you liked. You tried something. Find Finding Nemo. Oh, it was in Colorado. You had some. You had a fish that you liked. I did. Yeah, I'm trying to remember yeah. what it was, but you even went back and had a second bite. I want to say it might have been a halibut, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind a white fish, to be honest. Yeah, I think that might have been what it was. We were halibut's at a restaurant. Quite strong, though. Halibut's quite a strong-smelling fish. 
help. Yeah, it's like, but it, no. it's quite similar yeah. to to cod. Yeah, I I don't really mind fish so much, but I I like I won't eat anything with like an exoskeleton, like a shrimp or like a, a lobster. I don't know. I'm definitely not going to do an oyster anytime soon. Oh, I love oysters. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair enough, though. Okay, so I obviously haven't had great luck with chefs in the past. Do you think there's <laughs> anything true? <laughs> Everyone thinks chefs are crazy. Is there anything to that? Or is it just because you guys work your asses off, do you think? I don't know. I've, I've worked with a lot of crazy chefs. I mean, I'm pretty crazy too. Um, <laughs> I, 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 used to, I used to be, I feel like you can change as well. Like The way you get kind of get brought into being a chef at, like back in the day, it wasn't as bad when I was coming into it. It's right. pretty brutal. Like you get bullied for yeah. years. Seems like, like you it. do. It's pretty. It's really? pretty brutal. Yeah, it's head to. Um, Why do you get bullied? Then, like most of them that head... I know have like a drinking problem, a smoking problem. Yeah, like other I th- problem. I think I, might, I think I might be like one of the only athletic chefs in the world. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, be. my head chef now is one of the most athletic people I know too. So, but oh, he doesn't. Okay. And he doesn't drink. So wow. oh, right. he's like a, oh, wow. a rare, a rare, rare breed though. But well, I, and, <laughs> and to, <laughs> and to your defense, I mean, Malia's always said, you know, I've asked her a bunch of times, well, you know, what do you think is the hardest job on, on a yacht? And she's said chef, you know, like it just seems so hard, but I also think I it's think just the... so foreign to me. Like, I don't, yeah, true. You don't know it how is... to. Use a it is, it is difficult. Like it's not, it's not easy. But you, you kind of are used to it, you know. So you, your timing and your being precise and your, I mean, it a lot of it comes down to timing and knowledge, right? If you, if someone asks for something, you should be able to say yes. You shouldn't really say no, and you shouldn't mm-hmm. get annoyed about it. You shouldn't get annoyed about your crew. I think that's really important. When I was head chef in Corsica, I had thirty chefs below me, and I was oh. such, I was a horrible man. Like I was not a nice person. Um, you know that's like the hotel industry and coming back into into yachting and then being in private residencies you and as a, I grew as a person too I've become a, a nicer person um, but you, you it's just different you don't have to be like that you don't you don't get anywhere being like that like so it's it's important to to be down to earth and and communicate otherwise you're never going to get anywhere yeah so yeah and that just really comes important. with maturity and experience I think too you know no like yeah like no, you think, learn a lot easier to get people to do what you need them to do if you if you ask them respectfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I, but I guarantee you, eighty percent, let's say seventy percent of chefs out there are, are like what I was like when I was twenty three. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty fiery when I was twenty three too, though. Um, okay, so everyone's favorite question: What's the most ridiculous Ooh. question or guest request you've ever had? Um, apart from the apple pie one, um, it's a tough question. Uh, I like. I'd want to know like the most ridiculous thing they asked you to make. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I know personally, we had some. We had to fly in like fresh fruit in Fiji once because they didn't want it from like the local market. Like, there's just crazy requests that we get. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story about um, about a bunch of Russian people I had on the yacht I was working on, and they all they wanted was goat's product, and we were in Turkey in a port called Gocek. And basically, I had to get fresh goat's milk because I had to make goat's gelato. I had to make fresh goat's yogurt, and it had to be made on the yacht. 
So I went round to Gocek in Turkey into Bodrum, Dalaman, searching for goats that I could milk because I couldn't get fresh goat's milk. So I was running around with this Coca-Cola bowl milking goats. And then <laughs> I, I, I swear down, I swear down. And it was the most weirdest thing I've ever done. Did you know um, how to milk a goat or did you? Like... No, 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 no. But obviously like the, I was with the captain. You just pull on the teeth. You just pull on the teeth. I mean, obviously you've what? had girlfriends before, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was with the captain and he spoke Turkish and his wife was Turkish. Um, so he kind of knew where we were going and stuff. And come up, that's all I can remember. That is fucking hilarious. And honest, but I'll tell you what though, it did actually make really good gelato. Goat's gelato was, was really good. And then the same people would always come in and be like, we want papaya, we want papaya. And always have to have this, like, this perfect, precise Man. papaya. Um, but that's probably the the best that's, story I can tell. You should have worn a there. You should have worn a GoPro on your head for it that. Was, I should I should have done. But to be honest, it also like we're ba- I was baking this goat's this goat's milk, doing the fermentation overnight, fifty four degrees with like the activate, and it made really good yogurt in the pots and the clay pots. So it kind of I learned some stuff from it, I guess. But it was yeah. weird. It was fucking so weird. funny. It was super you weird. Just, oh my Milk god! Some random people's goats. <laughs> Can you so imagine? Good. You're like a goat, you know, goat farmer, and you go outside. There's just some random <laughs> dude with a with a coke bottle. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, that is too funny. I love it. Yeah. But obviously, you get all you get the weird requests as well. People just people just when they go, they, sometimes they don't care. They just want what they normally have, right? They don't want yeah. anything fancy. Yeah. So you do get some funny, funny requests. Yeah. That's fair. And, um, okay. So we've both done below deck. How was your experience like just overall, just a quick one? What did you think? Um, it was an experience. It opened up a lot of doors. It was tough. It's, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done, actually. Um, yeah. mentally was really, I found it really, really difficult. If I wasn't, uh, I don't want, if I wasn't good at my job, I would have 100% failed miserably. Like it was because I was so, I love my job and I'm so passionate about cooking. It really kind of just about kept me kind of sane. It really kind of kept me together. I could just fully focus on what I had to do um, because it really is so, no one would ever understand. Being, imagine working on a yacht on steroids with bunch of cameras following you around with a bunch of people you've never worked with before like yeah. surely that should be enough how to explain how hard it is you walk you walk onto the yacht and in 24 hours you pick up char you haven't even provisioned yeah. yet it's, you don't even know the boat yeah it's ridiculous like there's and there's no that's what happened people think it's all like film that's fake it's not you can you literally designed to fail yeah and um, with some women dramas or men dramas and just thrown on top of it and hormones yeah. and whatever just just it's like insane, it's it? honestly it's yeah. really really but coming i kind of got through it and i'm really proud of myself for not leave i tried to leave twice sandy actually talked every, me out of every it. chef does <laughs> yeah and i was just like what well, i'm here because like, i don't need to be here I, I can cook i love to cook but i'm so glad i did stick it out because when i finished filming i went to a place called Sayita and Caribbean, Mexico. I just served these long left-handers for a month, nice. and I just couldn't be around anyone. I just had to. I just had to be by myself. I couldn't even socialize with anyone. That's how broken I was. I was literally broken after the experience, and I've climbed Everest for fuck's sake. 
I was broken. It broke me. And I came back from that so strongly. Like I felt, I almost felt like a new person from it, to be honest, which was cool. Yeah. You can ask me, like every time after filming, I did the same thing. I would go like lay on a beach in Hawaii and just not. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, all I want to <laughs> do is, also- yeah. I just want to be in nature. I don't want to hear one thing about a yacht, a TV show. I don't yeah. want to hear a radio call. <laughs> like tur- like cut yeah. yourself off yeah. from from everything just to try and unwind. I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, props so like- to you guys for being able to do that. I. I, I know, I mean, Malia knows me. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I'd kill someone. Uh, I, think, I think you'll be surprised. It does like, <laughs> six weeks does, six weeks feels like, a, it does feel like a lifetime. Yeah. I can't, um, I mean, I have, I even like having like two straight days with people. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to my room and like read my book for an hour. And I'm an extrovert, but man, I don't know. I mean, not having any personal space, you guys are impressive. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot, no, but, but it, honestly, is, it is fun. It is, to, it is fun it to is film. Fun. Yeah, yeah, and it does no, open it up opportunities for sure. It really, you know? it really does. You know, and I met some incredible people. And for a mental side, to for me to be vulnerable on in front of so many people, like it, a lot of people, it, you know, open up to me and they were saying thank you, and that's really cool to see on a reality show. So it's not fake, and to show oh, your yeah. emotion, or people yeah. need to do that, which is really, really awesome as well. Um, which I took a lot from that. And, I kind of yeah. hope how a lot of people being that vulnerable. So right. So that was that in itself is is enough. So yeah, right. That's one of the benefits or like one of the rewards to doing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I am grateful Malia did it because I get to meet all these amazing people now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did <laughs> um, you go back on Malia? I'm not allowed to ask questions. Yeah, of course you are. You can ask. You can <laughs> ask what, you're allowed to ask questions. What questions do you want to ask? Yeah, I, um, I don't know. It's tricky for me because I just got my chief mates ticket, and I'm pretty serious about it. So I don't, I don't know. It has to be the right option. Yeah. Offer. That's I all, guess. I'm super proud of you as well. By the way, that's awesome. Oh, what you've done yeah, is you. really incredible. Thank you. It's yeah, so- I just got rotation. So like, unless it's happening when I have time off, I'm I'm definitely not leaving my job for. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see That's if they cool. want if they want a female chief officer, captain. then yeah, female captain. <laughs> or a captain, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Then I then I do it for sure. That's we'll cool. see. Was that your only question? <laughs> that was it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and do and do do you live in Colorado? You live in Denver as well. Kind of. Um, I Amanda and I are old college roommates, so I stay with Amanda every time. I I always go back for a ski season. I try to make it back at least once in the summer as well. So mm-hmm. it's like my my Jenny. second home. Yeah, actually, it's kind of my first home. <laughs> kind of, it, it's kind of like your home ba- your your home base that's not on the boat. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where is where's home for you then? Where's your other home? I own a home in Florida, but I I not I don't really like Florida. Uh, <laughs> I I mean I love Florida, um, <laughs> but I'm just kind of traveling. I don't really. I don't know. It's cruising. Yeah, no. I work at, like my boat's my home base, and then I just kind of plan adventures in my time off. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So you you gonna learn to fly then? Are you? Is that your plan? I've taken a few flying lessons, but I, yeah, I should probably keep going. So, I'm, so I'm not so scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um. Okay. Anything else? Should we? I think we're hitting that mark. Yeah. Yeah. I have okay. my my Spanish class. 
in 10 minutes. You have a Spanish class. Yeah. Yeah, Malia, I haven't told you. I, I hired a Spanish tutor. I'm so excited. Wow, we can so speak I'm, Spanish together. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it like three times a week. I love it. What are you learning right now? Um, It's it's just like full immersion. Like, because I, right. I mean, I took years of Spanish. And so I know a lot of the the words. I just don't know how to actually put it all together. So we just Yay. talk. We literally Practice just talk. Me. I will. I love right. it. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> You should go. Have you have you been to Barcelona? Have you been over to anywhere yeah. in Spain? Oh yeah, That's sick as Barcelona. I love Barcelona. I love Barcelona, and I love yeah. like so my city. and my tutor is in Mexico, so we just do it over Zoom. Oh wow! And yeah, it's so great. I I have a friend who's been doing it for a while now, and she's she's become fluent, and so I'm I'm thrilled. If anyone tutor, let me know. Let's go live in Spain info. for a little bit. Yeah, San Sebastian hmm. to Barcelona. Oh, awesome. I think Seville, the south of Spain in Seville is one of my favorite places. I've, I've only been, been to Barcelona and I loved it. So beautiful. Yeah. Let's go. Um, yeah, let's go. Yeah. I have a passport and you're stuck. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Dave, thank you for coming on. Um, I hope that anyone that's interested in being a yacht chef or just in yachting in general has kind of had a better idea of what the job entails so yeah. thanks for joining us yeah it's thank you and it's a pleasure That's finally it. getting to meet you um yeah one no, day definitely. we'll have to meet thank each other in person <laughs> absolutely yeah that'd be awesome yeah we've been maybe... wanting to have fun here forever so thank you so much for making oh, the time appreciate it thank you yeah. maybe i'll see you in that plane Nalia. <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i'll see out. you in spain yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> or Florida. I'll be yeah. I'm all or, over the place. Or Colorado. Come to Colorado. Colorado. We'll get you set up I'll with the chef out here. Do a pop up. I, I love that. I love Breckenridge too. So I'll be oh, there for sure. I head to yeah. the states soon. I'll be in like L.A., New York. I don't know where else. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. Thanks girls. Yeah. Appreciate Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Awesome. Legends. Ahura Media Production.